I truly am one of the hippie generation. Hi there, this is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and coming to you from Riverside, California, podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. Today, our reading is Psalms 24 through 26, and I'm calling the episode, Exit, Stage Left. After my comments, we will, of course, learn what happened on this date in church history. Psalm chapter 24. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in its holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Psalm 25 O Lord, I give my life to you. I trust in you, my God. Do not let me be disgraced or let my enemies rejoice in my defeat. No one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced. But disgrace comes to those who try to deceive others. Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and unfailing love which you have shown from long ages past. Do not remember the rebellious sins of my youth. Remember me in the light of your unfailing love, for you are merciful, O Lord. The Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. He leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. The Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness all who keep His covenant and obey His demands. For the honor of Your name, O Lord, forgive my many, many sins. Who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path they should choose. They will live in prosperity, and their children will inherit the land. The Lord is a friend to those who fear Him. He teaches them His covenant. My eyes are always on the Lord for he rescues me from the traps of my enemies. Turn to me and have mercy, for I am alone and in deep distress. My problems go from bad to worse. Oh, save me from them all. Feel my pain and see my trouble. Forgive all my sins. See how many enemies I have and how viciously they hate me. Protect me. Rescue my life from them. Do not let me be disgraced, for in you I take refuge. May integrity and honesty protect me, for I put my hope in you. O God, ransom Israel from all its troubles. Psalm chapter 26 Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity, and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Prove me, O Lord, and try me. Test my heart and my mind, for your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I walk in your faithfulness. 
I do not sit with men of falsehood, nor do I consort with hypocrites. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go around your altar, O Lord, proclaiming thanksgiving aloud and telling all your wondrous deeds. O Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Do not sweep my soul away with sinners, nor my life with bloodthirsty men in whose hands are evil devices and whose right hands are full of bribes. But as for me, I shall walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground. In the great assembly, I will bless the Lord. Well, beloved, today I have some thoughts on Psalm 26. Psalm 1-1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Here in chapter 26, verses 4 and 5, David says, I do not sit with men of falsehood, nor do I consort with hypocrites. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. When I was a boy, my parents taught me the importance of choosing my friends wisely. Your parents might have given you the same lesson. Bible commentator James Montgomery Boyce wrote, Many Christians can trace a lost youth or fruitless middle years to the bad influence of evil persons whom they looked up to and even envied at one time. Well, I'm thankful that I learned that lesson early in my life. Much of my teen years were in the 60s. I truly am one of the hippie generation, and marijuana and LSD were very much glorified in those years. Many of my high school classmates got involved in those drugs, including some of the smartest kids in class, and some of them were very negatively affected. Their grades suffered, and some of them ended up dropping out of high school. One of them even spent time in a mental hospital because he had really given his life over to drugs. Well, because of the message my parents gave me, I never succumbed to the temptation to experiment with drugs. Instead, I chose friends who were athletes. I was on the water polo and swim teams, and in my senior year, I also took up snow skiing. I didn't want to pollute my body with drugs. I wasn't brought up in a Christian home, but my parents were wise to teach me to choose my friends wisely. I was able to navigate through my adolescent years without many of the troubles that some of my classmates had. I was certainly not perfect, but at least I got through without getting involved with so-called friends who would be bad influences. C.S. Lewis wrote, Many people have a very strong desire to meet celebrated or important people, including those whom they disapprove. But I'm inclined to think a Christian would be wise to avoid, where he decently can, any meeting with people who are bullies or lascivious, cruel, dishonest, spiteful, and so forth. Not because we're too good for them. In a sense, we're not good enough. We're not good enough to cope with all the temptations, nor clever enough to cope with all the problems which an evening spent in such society produces. And, beloved, it's not just the person-to-person -person contacts we have that can be bad for us. Think about the entertainment we choose. There's an awful lot of decidedly ungodly programming that's available on our TV or computer or mobile device screens, and we should choose our entertainment as wisely as we choose the people with whom we spend time. The Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 4.13, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. There's really nothing wrong with watching entertaining programming, but we have to keep our guard up 
And when it becomes clear that it crosses the line from entertainment to glorifying behavior contrary to God's standards, we should shut it off. There have been many times where Leanne and I were watching a movie or TV and have stopped watching because of ideas or behaviors presented that would not be pleasing to God. Why flirt with danger? Why flirt with sin? In a couple of weeks, we'll be reading Genesis 39. I'll give you a spoiler here. As we read this week, one of Jacob's sons by Rachel was named Joseph. And through a series of circumstances that we'll read about, Joseph is sold into slavery and he becomes the manager of an important Egyptian man's household. This man's wife took a fancy to Joseph and she tried to seduce him. But instead of being with her, he runs away. 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Proverbs 22.3 says, The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Beloved, let's not be simple, but be prudent. I'd love to hear what you think. Comment at comment.lifespringmedia.com or email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com or comment on the show notes page for this episode. Tomorrow, our reading is Job 17 and 18. Boom! This date in church history, October 27, 1469. Desiderius Erasmus was born. He was a Dutch Christian humanist, philosopher, and scholar, and he was regarded as the leader of the Renaissance in Northern Europe. His writings paved the way for the Reformation. And on this date in church history, 1771, Francis Asbury landed in Philadelphia to oversee America's few hundred Methodists. During his 45-year ministry in America, Asbury traveled an estimated 300,000 miles and delivered more than 16,000 sermons. By the time of his death in 1816, there were more than 200,000 Methodists in the United States. We don't have any prayer requests today, but let's pray anyway. Our loving Heavenly Father, I thank you for each one listening today and ask that you bless them and keep them. Speak to us, Lord, about what we've heard in your word today and help us to make right choices. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can send prayer requests in at prayer.lifespringmedia.com. I'll pray for you in my daily private prayer time, and I'll pray for you on the show so that we can all agree together as we take our requests to God. Prayer.lifespringmedia.com If you like the show, I would love it if you'd go to reviews.lifespringmedia.com and leave a review. Write about why you listen to the show and maybe what you get out of it. Encourage others to listen. Go to reviews.lifespringmedia.com. And if you find value in the show, would you please return some of that value to me to help keep the show coming to you seven days a week? For details, go to support.lifespringmedia.com. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thanks for being here. I'm Steve Webb. Exit stage left. Bye. So exit stage left.